You are listening to Freedom Church STL. If you would like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit freedomchurchstl.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy this message. Let's get our Bibles out. We've got some work to do today. I want you to go to Jude. I want you to go to the book of Jude, chapter 1. That, that joke kills in like seminary. It, it's just, it just, people just think that's hysterical. You'll get it. it it'll start rolling over the crowd when you get, get it. Okay. What's funny is, is in your Bibles, Jude is on one page, but with the size of my print, it's like 15 pages. It's just what it is, man. And I wear glasses, yeah. I have a Bible with print big enough that if the screen ever goes down, I could just hold up my Bible and you'd be fine. You'd be able to read it all the way in the back. That's why they got it for me. But I want you to go to Jude. And we're going to go there because we have some work to do today. I, I feel God and I feel like the Holy Spirit wants to challenge us today with something. I mean, he's always, I mean, the reality of it is he's always challenged. He's literally always standing. He's never standing behind us going, hey, come back here. He's always standing before us going, come on, there's more to do. Come on, I'm pulling you forward unto life. Like, it's always that way. He's never behind us going, all right, shut it down for a little bit. Take a break. Pull back. Come on, come on. Just, you can go back into your old ways for a little bit. Get comfortable in that. He's always on the other end going, I'm leading you unto life. I've got a plan for you that's bigger than what you think. So let's pray before we jump into this. Let's pray before we jump into this. Father God, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you that it is alive, that it is active, that it is sharper than any two-edged sword. It's able to divide us to our very core. It's able to take things that we set up in our lives and in our minds and, the, and we say, yep, that's just how I am, or that's just how things are. And all of a sudden, by the power of the Holy Spirit and the Word, it comes in and goes, we need to talk. We need to talk. And Father, I pray that today our ears are open to that, to your Holy Spirit and to the power of the Word. I pray that our hearts are receptive and that our knees are weak, that we would be willing that when you deal with us, that our knees would bend easily when we need to repent. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. amen. So where did I tell you to go? Jude, chapter, there we go. All right. It's still funny. It's funny in my head. You have to understand. I tell jokes all the time. I don't need people to laugh because I've got like all these guys running around in my head all the time just going, that was funny, right? And you're like, wow, he's got guys running around. And he said, yeah, I do. And yet you still keep showing up here, which is, that's on you. That's on you. That says more about you than it does about me. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But I, I want to just deal with something because the reality of it is, and, I, and I, think, I think I'm tapping into something that I think we're all kind of feeling, all kind of sensing. But, but right now, uh, and maybe it's just me, and if it's just me, that's fine, and you guys just come along for the journey. But right now, I kind of feel like, like there's just like this powder keg of emotion going on out there. I just feel like everybody is in a place where it's just like, man, I want to give my opinion. I want to fight back those that have a different opinion. I, 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 I mean, you've got, you've got Democrats wanting to fight for this, and you've got Republicans that are wanting to fight for this, and you've got those in the church that are wanting to fight for this, and those outside of the church wanting to fight for that. I mean, everybody's just kind of looking 
for a fight, right? Like we're all just kind of looking for a fight. And the reality of it is, is that, that anxiousness and that, that willingness or that want to of just going, man, just give me somewhere I can kind of put this emotion, where I can put this, this, uh, this attack on something. Let me just add something to it. But so we have all these emotions and they're all kind of bent up. And I, and I did, I literally like, I've been in this place where, and I'm not gonna get into it, but I've been in this place where it's like, man, I just wanna fight something. I just wanna, cause it, cause it kind of feels good to kind of fight about that. It feels good. Like as much as we're going through this, we wanna just kind of push back against something, right? But the reality of it is sometimes we can get caught up into pushing back against things that are not eternal or fighting for things that are not eternal and we get sucked into fights that really we don't need to be fighting. But that doesn't mean that we don't need to be fighting. Did you hear what I just said? We do need to be fighting, but we just need to be making sure that we're fighting for that which is eternal. And that's what I want to deal with this today. I, I, I started reading Jude, and it was just, I literally, as I read this, I'm like, dude, I get this. So let's just look at it. Jude, starting in verse 3, it says this. Dear friends, boy, if I could be saying this to you, if I, I feel like I could be writing this myself. Dear friends, although I was eager to write to you about the salvation that we share, I felt compelled to write and to urge you to contend for the faith that was once for all entrusted to God's holy people. Like there was something when he was writing this letter, he was like, you know what? I wanted to talk about this. I wanted to talk about our faith. I wanted to talk about aspects of our faith and deal with this, but I just feel compelled by the Holy Spirit that if I'm going to write you anything, I need to write you to to literally, I'm, I'm, I'm begging you, church, contend for the faith. Contend for your faith. There is a fight to be had. Did you hear what I just said? And then it says this, it goes on in verse four, it says this, for certain individuals, see, he's writing this and saying, listen to me on this, He's writing in this church and he's saying, listen, guys, there are some people that have creeped in, that have sucked away from that which is righteous, that which is right. All of these things that, that the, the establishment of Jesus being Lord, these people are creeping in. And I need you to contend for the truth of the gospel. But I want you to see this. It says, for certain individuals whose condemnation was written about long ago, have secretly slipped in among you. They are ungodly people who pervert the grace of our God into a license for immorality and deny Jesus Christ, our only sovereign Lord. Now listen, I know you're sitting there and you're going, you know what? Yeah, I'll fight those people because I'm ready to fight. But what I stand before you and say is this. I feel the Holy Spirit has compelled me to stand before you and say it is time that you contend for your faith because there are things that were written about that you are well versed in, that you know, things that are trying to come against your faith, things that have creeped in from long ago, creeped in from long ago that are now standing in stark contrast to what you believe, standing in stark contrast in your mind to what you know to be true. Did you hear what I just said? 
See, we are looking for a battle outside of ourselves. We are looking for a fight outside of ourselves. We are looking, tell me who I can punch in the head and I am there, right? I'm just saying, man, I, I, I just, I, I feel it. But I feel that the Holy Spirit is also speaking to us that there is a fight, but we, that the enemy is getting all of our focus outward, that our, the enemy is going focus outward in this fight, while all along there are thoughts and ways of thinking, and, and so even not just our ways of thinking, but how we are acting, our apathy, how we have just gone quiet, how we have just gone passive, how we have just backed down from contending from the very faith that we know is true. And so I stand before you today, just as the writer of Jude writing, he says, I, am, I would love to talk to you about our faith. I'd love to break down the, the, the understanding of the righteous to the unrighteous, or the unrighteous to the righteous. And all, I'd love to talk about all those things, but the more important thing that I need to tell you is, is this is the time to contend for your faith. See, we kind of have an understanding, and what I feel like is creeped in, to the church, and I, and I say the church as if I am dismissed from that, as if I am above that, as if I am somebody that is just standing above you going, yeah, it's you and it's not me. But the reality of it is, is this has creeped in my own life, where we have this understanding and this belief system that Christianity is passive, that Christianity is something that is just where we lay back, where we just live, oh, I cannot, I can't even believe I'm going to say this out of my mouth, where we just sit back and live our Christian life in front of those, hoping that one day they'll just bump into our Christian bubble and ask that magic phrase that we've all been told that somebody's going to ask us, hey, what makes you so different? Which then kicks us into our Pavlov's dog response. Well, let me tell you about Jesus. But I'll be honest with you, I've lived this Christian bubble for a long time. I maybe have had one person in my life ask me that. And it wasn't because of my Christianity of them asking me why I was so different. <laughs> Just in general, what's wrong with you, man? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> and we've kind of bought into this Christian mentality, this Christian passivity that we just, that, that our Christian walk is, we were given righteousness that we didn't earn. And we know, and you've heard me preach, that I don't live a life that is, that I don't live my Christianity by works. I don't gain the righteousness of God by works. And because, of I, don't, because I don't work for it, then I just don't do anything. I don't fight for anything. Because, because, that's, because if, I, if I work for something, then that's works. And, and Pastor Chris has told me we don't gain God by works. But you have to understand something. That the fight of the believer, the path of the believer going to heaven will be a path of combat. Did you hear what I just said? I know most of us want to just lay back and wait for the sweet by and by, for the angels to sing, for amazing grace to be played, and the heavens open up, and we get out of here. I know we want that. But the reality of it is, the walk of the believer is a walk of a fight. And you would say, oh, Pastor Chris, I thought he makes the crooked path straight. And I thought he makes all these things and I'm the apple of his eye. And he, he has a plan for me, a plan for good and not evil. Oh, yes, he does 
Yes, but that does not mean there is not a fight. There is absolutely a fight. And it is a fight. It is a fight. (laughs) Think about this. I don't know how a believer walks through life without a fight because in my walk, I come up against my flesh and my want-tos all the time. I come up against my desire to not be holy, though he's called me to be holy all the time. I come up against things that want to grip my mind and take over and wickedness and things that, are, that you can't imagine that are in the heart of man all the time. There is a fight to fight. This is not a passive walk. This is not a, just a walk on a smooth road to the sweet by and by. There is a battle. Think about this. The Bible even says that we don't even war against flesh and blood, that we war against the principalities, the spirits, the rulers of the air. Like there is a fight. There is a spiritual what? Fight. And if I have a passive attitude about this fight, I don't know about you. Have you ever seen somebody passively in a fight? They ain't winning. Right? Dude, you better swing. Right? I mean, either run or swing, but do something. I'm just telling you. And the reality of it is, and the thing that we have bought into, is that Jesus has just got it. Oh, he's just got, I don't have to do anything, and he's just pulling me along into heaven, right? He's just pulling me along, right? And the reality of it is, no, we are fighting the good fight of faith. We're called to this. And so like Jude would say, I want to talk to you about all kinds of things about our faith, but I stand before you and beg you that it is time for you and me as a believer to be contending for our faith. So what does that look like? I'm glad you asked that. Let's go to 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy. Oh, Pastor Chris, you're so passionate about this. Yeah, yeah, I kind of am. Because I'm tired of seeing my brothers and sisters having their teeth kicked in by an enemy that shouldn't be able to beat them. Do you hear what I just said? I'm tired of seeing the church getting smacked around as if we are a wimp in the fight and we're just, we've got nothing to stand up against. We've got no power, we've got no strength and the devil can just run roughshod over us. Isn't that what the word, roughshod? Whatever it is, it ain't good. Just run over us and we're just supposed to lay back and take it and hopefully one day we make heaven. Oh, Pastor Chris, you know, this sin has just got me. I don't want to, I I don't know what to do. I don't want to do that. This way of thinking, it's just got me. Oh, this thing. It is time to contend for our faith. It is time to go from passive to aggressive. And let's look at this. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, are you with me today? Come on, man. I'm I'm, I'm going to try to preach you mad against sin. I'm going to try to preach you mad against the things that are trying to steal from you. No, I'm serious. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it, man. I'm sick of seeing it in my own life. I'm tired of it. The Bible says this in 1 Timothy chapter 6. It says this, but you, man of God, you, woman of God, you, child of God, you, he's talking to who? You or me, however that works. But you, I, thank you. But you, man of God, flee from all of this, period. 
flee from all of this, period. That's how we read that verse. That's how we live out our Christian walk. All of these things, and before Timothy, and I'd ask you to go back and read it, he lists out this whole writing that he gives to Timothy about things to flee and these things that are bad. And Oh, get away from this sin and get away from this love of money and, and this thing and get away from that. Just flee from it. So you know what we do? We kind of bought into that, that that is, that's it. That's how that verse is written. But you, man of God, when it comes to sin, man, just run away from it. Just run, just run, run, Forrest, run, right? And we just got a bunch of Christians that are just running, just running as fast as they can. They ain't going anywhere. They're just running. Where are you going? I don't know, but I'm just supposed to run. I'm supposed to flee and get away from this. The problem is, as the verse continues on, there's no period, there's actually a comma. It says, but you, man of God, flee from this. And do what? Pursue, meaning this is not a passive thing. This is not something where we just run away from sin, because I'm gonna be honest with you, you can't run away from the fight. The fight is faster than you, and the problem is, is the fight is in you. So wherever you run, the fight is there. Did you hear what I just said? You can run, 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 run. Oh, I'm just going to run. You know what? I'll, I'll run. I'll run to church. I'll, I'll run to a, a Bible study. I'll run to this. I'll, I'll run to that. I'll run over here. I'm just going to run, run, run away. And the only problem is, is the reality of it is where you think you're running, and that's going to get you the victory. The reality of it is the fight is still there because you're still there. So there has to be more than just running. There has to be, and I love what he says. He says, don't just flee. Flee from this, but then turn your fleeing into pursuing. Well, pursuing what? Well, let's look at it. It says this, but you, man of God, flee from all this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called which you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. In the sight of God, who gives life to everything, and to Christ of Christ Jesus, who while testifying before Pontius Pilate, made the good confession, I charge you to keep this command without spot or blame until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which God will bring about in his own time. God, the blessed and only ruler, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, who alone is immortal and who lives uh, in, un in unapproachable light, who no one has seen or can see. To him be honor and might forever. Amen. Paul is going to write to Timothy in a very active statement, just like the writer of Jude. I beg you to contend for your faith. And Paul is going to write out what that contending looks like, contending for things. But let's just kind of break them down. I'm not going to spend hours on each one of them, maybe 45 minutes on each one. Hey, this is the last time I'm going to see you for a while in person. You're, I'm not going anywhere. We're going until, we're, this will be our first Sunday night service at Freedom Church. I'm just telling you, we're going. I, got, I, I brought snacks. I hope you did. If you didn't, you weren't led by the Holy Spirit. I'm just saying. 
It says this, I want you to contend for righteousness. I want you to pursue righteousness. Well, what is righteousness? Pastor Chris, you've told me I can't gain righteousness by works. I was given righteousness by faith through Jesus Christ. So, so how do I even pursue that? How do I contend for righteousness? Well, righteousness in this stance is a statement of righteousness is that action between men. Right, I'm going to contend that my life be in righteous action between me and my fellow man. I'm going to contend for that. Like, I'm actually going to contend for that. I am going to pursue that. That does not happen passively. Did you hear what I just said? I'll be honest with you. My default setting is to not deal with the general public righteously. Did you hear what I just said? Anybody else? I love people, but the general public? I've always said this, that individuals are, are smart and can be talked to, but groups of people? Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Nope. Mm-mm. It is not natural for me, it is not natural for me to pursue righteousness with my fellow brother, because it is always easier for me to see the fault in my brother and for me to walk in self-righteousness over them. It's always easy for me to see somebody post something and just go, look at them, goofballs, right? You know what, I should even say that, goofballs, right? By the way, if you do that, just delete it, just stop, right? Like, please, please, listen, I'll give you this. Type it all the way out, get it out, and then delete it. All right, I'll even give you that. Get it all out. Do not hit post, promise you. And then delete it. But I'm just telling you, listen to me. And I know that we sit there and go, well, this is easy. I'll just be nice to my brother. It is not common to man to be nice to people. Right? Have you ever, anybody drive down 141 in this turn lane or on this, on the, on the right lane here and have somebody coming off 44 that thinks that's a merge lane? That thinks that's a merge lane? It is not a merge lane. I am going to stand up there with a sign one day and just go, this is not a merge lane. Oh my goodness, every time, every, every time. And they, they just pull out and then, and then they do 20, right? Until they get over the bridge. And, I'm always, and I can't do anything because they might be headed to church and I don't want to be that guy, right? Like they might be coming here and I don't want to have that awkward exchange like, like, you know, hey, my bad, my name's Pastor Chris. Hey, welcome. Like, I don't want to have that exchange. Now, if they're going to another church, it's on. Like, I don't care, it's fun, it's them. <laughs> I'll repent later. No, but it's not. What I'm saying is, is re, the reality of it is, it is not normal for you to pursue righteousness with your brother. Right. I mean, my goodness, even with our own families, the people that we are DNA mixed with, our love, the people that we love and we do life with and all those things, like it's, there, there are times that we struggle with even just walking in righteousness with them. Why? Because most of us know all their stories. Most of us know all their history. Most of us know all their background. And we know how messed up they are. We know Uncle Frank. We know he's a goofball, right? We know all of Uncle Frank's stories, right? We know to not trust Uncle Frank around our wallets. Like, we picked those up at Thanksgiving, right? Like, we know all of that. But what I'm saying is, is there is a correct call that we need to pursue righteousness, 
Like, pursue it. But then it's going to say this. So not only a pursuit. Listen, and it, can I, let me just say this before we continue with this. I'm worried that this is going to turn into a list and that you're going to miss the weight that he's saying. I'm asking you to contend for your faith. This is linked to you walking and being the child of God and being the tool for the kingdom that you are designed to be. If we are not contending in these areas, I promise you that prayer of God, use me, ain't gonna happen. You do not get to be, ask God, oh God, use me and be passive. Doesn't work. He wants to use tools that are being the tool that they are designed to be. Are you following me on this? You can't ask to hammer nails and then just go, oh, but don't really hit me in the head. You know what I mean? I don't really like that. You can't do that. I mean, I use my head to bang in those nails, right? That's what they use hammers for, right, Eric? I'm, okay. I'm just worried that this is gonna come a list and you guys are gonna miss it and you're not gonna see the, the passion that he is begging us to contend for our faith. He says this, contend not just for righteousness or not just pursue righteousness, but to do what? Pursue what? Godliness. My goodness, people. Do you know that the Bible actually says these words, be holy, why? Because I am holy. You know, that's not a suggestion. I know, I know this is freedom church and I know that we love freedom but our freedom cannot go into stark contrast against the holiness of God. Did you hear what I just said? And I don't really care what your opinion is. Listen to me. I don't care what your opinion is. If it is contradictory to what this is, it is your opinion and it is sin. And you have no freedom to do that. No, no, no. Did you hear what I just said? And so I am begging you that it is time that we begin to contend for our faith and contend for godliness to be in our lives. You know why we are confusing to the world? Because we look and act like the world. Because they don't see anything different in us. They hear us talking the same. They hear us looking at the same stuff, following the same stuff, getting into the same arguments about the same stuff, doing the same things, pursuing the same little trinkets, pursuing the same things that are not, not uh, uh, eternal, but chasing after things that are only based on, on this life. We are confusing. Why? Because we have stopped contending on just being godly. God, what do you, I don't care if everybody around me in society gives me permission and gives me the okay to do this because everybody's moral, moral barometer at this time of history is fluctuated to this level. Father, I wanna know what your truth is and then I wanna bow to that. Did you hear what I just said? That does not happen passively. You cannot pursue and contend for godliness in your life just by waking up and, quote, being a Christian. Well, I'm just a Christian on Tuesday. That's what I am. No, there has to be a contending. Father, we've said this before, there's a prayer. The word says, Father, if there's anything in, in me, if there is anything that, that is offensive in me, if there's anything that's offensive in me, man, let it be revealed in me so that I can change it, so that I can repent. We have to, we have to contend for that. 
Like, when did we get to the place where we're just okay? What I mean by that is this. Like, we're, when did we get to the place where we just feel like we've been in church for 10 years or we've been in church for 20 years or we've been doing this for a long time, so I must be okay? I don't need to contend for holiness anymore. I don't need to contend for being godly anymore. I don't need to look at my life and say, as father, is there something that offends you? Let it be out of my life. I don't care if it's something you've been doing for the last, if it's just who you are. You don't get to use the excuse that's who you are. It ain't about you anymore. It's not about you. If If he was only worried about your level of godliness, He would never call us to people, never. But if he desires for for people to see him through us, then we better look as best we can like him. And so we have to contend. Father is my speech. Ooh, let let me kick some calves in the head real quick. Does my speech line up? Oh, don't mess with that, man. I can talk any way I want to. Does my speech line up with it? Do, do, I, do I sound like the world? Oh, Pastor Chris, now you might as well catch your hair above your ears and, and, and girls can only wear skirts. Oh, how, uh, don't, don't run down that road, man. We're a freedom church. We, we don't get into this is sin and this is not sin. We don't get into all that stuff. No, come on now. No, there is a thing. As a child of God, our lives should look different. Our mouths, what comes out of our mouths should sound different. What we watch and allow into our eyes should be different. And you can sit there and say, oh, that's fundamental Christianity and we were released from the law. We were never released from being holy. Never. Never. We've just grown passive. We've just gone passive and we've just said, well... If he wants to work this out of me, he'll work it out of me. Oh, if he wants to do, if he wants to get this out of me in that way, oh, he'll, he'll do that. He'll just come in supernaturally and just rip that thing up by the roots. Father, if it be your will that I change the way I talk or the way I think, oh, it'll be done and I'll just walk through my life. That is bogus. That's not even in the Bible. Nowhere in the Bible. Everywhere in the Bible is men coming to the realization that they are broken and things are off and I need to repent. That's the entire, that's, I just wrapped up the entire New Testament for you. It is nothing where it just says, oh, you came to Jesus, you walked an aisle and prayed a prayer. Now, as you go, he'll just pull things. You'll just be walking along, and he'll just, as you're walking, he'll just go, I'm going to take that sin. Bing! Thank you, Jesus. And you just keep on walking, right? Like, that's how it's going to go down, right? Oh, I don't like that about your life. I'm just going to pull it out off of you. Ding! Like he's just picking off ticks off of, right? Like, oh, that thing's sucking life from you. I'm just going to pull that off of you. I'm just going to pull it. Oh, thank you, man. I didn't see that one. That is not the Bible. That is, the Bible is as believers coming to the realization of what this cost, this cost, sin, and going, if there is anything in me, that put this up there, then let that thing die and you live more in me. Man, oh man, that doesn't sound passive to me. That sounds like something we have to contend for in our relationships, 
in our walks. My goodness. Come on, let's keep going. It says this. What else does it say? Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith. Faith is not normal, people. It's not. It's not something that just passively happens. We don't just get Jesus and then get faith. Does that make sense? Like we don't just get Jesus and then all of a sudden have faith that moves mountains. Like we have to contend to have faith. And what does it mean to contend to have faith? It means that I'm willingly, actively pursuing that when there are things that I don't understand, that I am not standing in anxiousness or depression or, or fear and backing up. I am actively, actively seeking and contending and go, I'm gonna stand. As much as my feet want to leave and run that way, I'm staying here. I don't care if it looks like a train coming at me and he said stand here. I ain't moving because he's going to move that train. He ain't moving me. That's how we contend for faith. It's active. It's not passive. It's not I just wake up one day and a battle comes at me because it's not if, it's when. And then all of a sudden we just have all this faith to just combat it. I'm sorry. No, it's a, it is a daily contending for this thing. What else does it say? Contend for faith. Contend for love. Man, we, we, going back to that whole righteousness thing, right? Like it's not our natural bent. It's not our natural bent to, to walk righteously with, from brother to brother, but it's also surely not, it's not normal for us to walk in love. You know, we are much better, like 1 Corinthians would say, we are much better at being the resounding gong and the clanging cymbal than we are all, and we've ever been at being the voice of love. I mean, we are, Right? Like, I'm excellent at it. Like, I am primo number one. Like, if you need a gong in your band, I'm your man. If you need a clanging cymbal, I'm the guy. I'm like that monkey. Clang, 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 right? You know that little monkey? It's it's too too old of a reference. Some of you are like, I don't know what you're talking about. You guys remember that little monkey that smiled? It was all creepy, like gave you nightmares for like weeks. He's like, clang, 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 right? Like, I'm that guy. Like, I got that down, man. I can do that. But walk in love? Walk in love, speaking in love, contending for love? Man, that ain't, that ain't, that's just not normal. Because it's so much easier for me to look at my brother and just to smash him down and to look at him from a self-righteous place and talk down to them. Because it's so much easier, as Jesus would say, to see the, to see the speck in my brother's eye while I'm carrying around a two by four, right? It's so much easier to do that. It's so much easier to clang and bang on the gong. It's so much easier. But church, we've got to contend for our faith and part of our faith is to contend for love. How we talk to one another. How we talk to those that don't believe, (laughs) who didn't vote like we voted, right? I mean, let's just call it what it is. It's easy to love other people that voted red or other people that voted blue or other people that like donkeys or or elephants, right? It's very easy to vote uh, and to love on them and to be passionate about them. and And it's very easy to stand on the other side of the aisle and just throw bombs, bombs from a self righteous place, knowing that it's all gonna change within four years again and then it's gonna change another four years and if Jesus tarries, he's gonna keep on going, changing, 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 right? 
And yet the work of the kingdom is still there, eternal, forevermore. But we're willing to, we're willing to sacrifice our witness for the sake of winning an argument. You just can't. It's not worth it. It's just not worth it. We have to contend for our faith, and our faith is revolving around love. Last couple of things. Are you still with me today? Endurance. That's a weird one, isn't it? Like pursue endurance. I'm not a runner by nature. I'm not. I'm not a, I'm not a runner by nature. And I don't know if I've, I've, I've probably told you this story, but I played soccer all my life. Let's make that clear. I played soccer up till about my mid-20s, not all my life, but when I, my younger years, I played soccer. And I don't know if you know this about soccer, is they do a lot of running, yeah. right? And I hated running. In fact, I'll be completely honest, and I've said this many times, that if there was a steroid I could have taken that could have given me the ability to have what running gives you, I'd, I'd, I'd stab that right in my thigh. I would have done it. I would have been the Barry Bonds of, of endurance steroids. I would have been. My head would have been all swollen up. I, I'm, I'm just telling you. And I would have not felt bad about it at all because I hated running. I hated getting into soccer shape and getting endurance. I hated it. In fact, I hated it so much that this is what I did. I would literally, at Missouri Baptist College, if you've ever been there, if you haven't, it's a great place. I would literally, we would be at the dorms. I would drive my car two miles away, and there's a, there's a little school uh, across the highway, and I would go and park my car over there, and then I would take my keys, and I would run back to the school, and then I would tell everybody around me, I don't care how much I beg, I don't care how much I plead, no matter how much money I give you, you cannot give me a ride back. So I'd have to make myself run all the way back to the car. I had to force myself, force myself to get into shape, because I hated doing it. But I love what it says there that we have to pursue endurance because endurance just doesn't happen. Like you can sit there and say, oh, I, 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 you, you, we think that endurance is I go to church every Sunday. That's endurance. That is not, that's not even close to biblical endurance. That's not even close to biblical endurance. Biblical endurance is, and a Christian walking this out and pursuing this is every day I get up and I go through some of the practicals of my faith. And what does that mean? I'm praying every day. I'm getting over the word every day. Uh, I'm, I'm praying. I'm praying in the Holy Spirit. I'm, I'm listening to the Holy Spirit. I'm being still before him. I'm listening to what he has for me. I am doing, even if it's not earth shaking that day, even if I go before him and I don't get, hey, I've called you to another country or I've called you to do this, even if it's just, hey, I want to talk to you about that, what you said to your wife last night. I need you to go and apologize for that. I want you to walk in love and walk in repentance towards that. If you're a little, if you're a student, if you go, you know what? how you talked to your parents last night. Man, I, I want to deal with that about you. Okay, it's every day going before him, every day walking out those practicals. You could say, oh, I've been in church for 30 years, but you can be in church for 30 years and have zero endurance when it comes to the faith. Zero. Because if I only ran one time when I was getting myself in soccer shape, I'd have been dead on the field. Dead on the field. There has to be something that we are contending for in this church. These are practical things, but something that we are called out that says contend. Last thing is this, is gentleness. Contend for gentleness. And that kind of goes along with love, but I think it's more than that. Gentleness is an action. Gentleness is not just words, but it's in our actions and our deeds. 
Are you following me on this? That we are, we are not harsh. I have to be honest, I don't know if you've met me, but I can be short sometimes. I mean, it's just true. I mean, ask my wife. I can. I can be short. And I don't even mean it in a mean way. Like my brain is just going 100 miles an hour. I mean, I use this as an excuse. And I'm going to have to repent for it later. But my brain just goes 100 miles an hour, 100 miles an hour. And then somebody asks me a question in the middle of all of that. And then I just go, yes. And then I just keep on going. And sometimes my gentleness doesn't come out. And I can blame it on, well, that's just how I'm wired. But the Bible says that I have to pursue gentleness. Like pursue it, like contend for it. Like I have to be mindful about that. I have to be mindful that I'm walking through the hallway and Sonia says something for me and my mind's on 17,000 different things and, and, and that's how my mind goes and she asks me a question. I don't just throw out a yes or no or a what. Uh, I don't do that, right? Number one, she's a redhead and she hits like a man, right? And I do live in constant fear of her. But other than that, I gotta walk in gentleness. But I also gotta walk in gentleness to people that aren't in my house. I gotta walk in gentleness with how I deal with everybody else. Why? Because the, the thing that I see that the one I follow after did that. He dealt with people in the darkest of places in the most gentle way. Think about it. Think about it. And you could say, oh, well, he blew up the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Let me just say, you have to remember something. At any moment, he could have turned them all into pillars of salt. So I'm thinking even in that, even in his love, he was kind of gentle. Like everybody forgets that. Like he forgets like, oh yeah, that's the same God that can do the whole plague thing. Like instead of him just calling them out, he could have just been like, you know what, locust, boom, deal with that, right? Deal with that. Hey, you know what, boils, how's that feeling for you? You comfy? Laying in your bed at night, huh? I'm gonna be over here feeding 5,000, deal with that. He could have done that. So you could say, oh, he wasn't gentle. I think he was pretty gentle with all of us. By the way, he loved me while I was still in it, his enemy. He was pretty gentle with me. Pretty gentle with me. Guys, I, I want you to see this. I want to wrap it up with this. I want to wrap it up with it where it says this, where it says in verse, in verse uh, 12, and I'm just going to leave you with this. It says, fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. But then it says this, take hold, like finally, take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confessions in the presence of many witnesses. Like, man, you might have come to an altar, you might have given your life to Jesus, you might have prayed a prayer, but the Bible is begging you in this moment, would you just finally take hold of that which is eternal? Like, stop playing this game. This, you were never meant to pray a prayer and then sit. You were never meant to just pray a prayer and listen. You were meant to pray a prayer, have faith, and then follow after, pursue, actively engage, contend for the very faith that we have been given. Grab on to that which is eternal, letting go of all things that are only for this life. Why? For the sake of the kingdom. As Jude would say, I, I could teach you a lot of things right now and we could talk about a lot of stuff, but I just stand before you and I beg you to contend for your faith. Maybe for the first time. Like, no, no, seriously, and I'm not picking on you. I'm, I'm just being honest. Maybe for the first time. Like, contend for your faith. Fight the fight. The fight is there. It's not coming. It is there ever present. You've just been passively 
responding to it. Fight the fight. Fight the good fight of our faith. Let's pray. Man, I hope you hear me today. By the way, this is just part one of this message. We're gonna take a 15 minute break and then we're gonna continue on for the rest of the afternoon. We're just gonna keep going. This is like a, it's like a six part message. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. <laughs> do you hear what the Holy Spirit is challenging us to? No, 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 I mean, do you? Do you hear that he's trying to shake us and say, you, you, it's time to get in the fight? Like it's time to contend for godliness and righteousness and, and be holy. And it's time to fight against that sin that you think has dominion over you, even though the Bible says that you were set free from the bondage of sin. Like it's time for that. It's time to lay our, quote, freedoms in front of God and just say, what is your truth? And if my freedoms don't line up with your truth, then let my freedoms change. Please. Let me pray for us. In fact, let's do this. Let's just stand to our feet. Come on, family. As we stand, can we just do this? Can we just, can we just bow our heads for a moment and kind of shut everybody else out around us and just ask God to forgive us where we have been passive? Ask God to forgive us where we have not contended. Can we just do a little work and, and, and maybe be honest before him just for a moment? And Pastor, don't I need to come forward for that? No, you, the Holy Spirit's right there. Why would you wait? Why would you wait? Some of you have been in church for a long time, myself included. I gotta, I gotta ask for forgiveness because for, I haven't been contending for endurance. Father, thank you so much. Father, I thank you for this community. I thank you for Freedom Church. I thank you that you started a good work here. You're gonna see it through and you're gonna continue it. But that takes the body of Freedom Church to be contending for our faith. So let us do our part. Father, you started a good work in us. Let us do our part so that we can see it through. Father, I just pray for us right now as we kind of go into these next few weeks. Father, we're not, we're, let, let, let's, let's not be overly dramatic. Father, we're not praying as if we're walking into the wilderness and, and all of this stuff. No, we're just, we're just not gonna be together for the next four weeks. And Father, I just ask for your grace and your mercy on all of us. I ask you to convict us when, there's, when maybe we have drawn back convict us to reaching out to the community, convict us in the most loving of way of, hey, reach out to the foot, reach out to the hand, reach out to the eye, reach out, reach out to other parts of the body, man. Let us stay intertwined together so that when we come back together, we don't even, nothing even misses a beat. We just keep walking forward in the grace and the mercy and the calling that you have on this house and this community. Father, I thank you that in this time that sickness has fallen from us. The disease and pestilence is far from our families and our homes. I thank you for it. I thank you for it. 
I thank you in the next four weeks, Father, that you're going to do a work in us as, as this body begins to maybe contend for their faith, maybe for the first time. What a testimony it will be that we will see the goodness of God in our lives. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. Thanks for joining us. If you would like prayer, you can text Freedom Prayer to 94000 and send us your prayer request. And don't forget to find us on social media at Freedom Church STL. You can also find more info on our website at freedomchurchstl.com.